1: An entire week It's been two weeks Some would say It would
0: It has been two weeks Well it's been less than Two weeks I suppose Because We did come out Oh wait Yeah okay We did come out A little bit late Last time But it's okay Yes Um What was I going to say I don't know Other than It has been a week Yeah (laughs) I think I think This is one of those Time periods Where everyone can Collectively agree This has been a week Mm Mm-hmm like no matter what's going on in your life at this point, we have this shared uh the shared existence of Yeah, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm Also um
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky. I have <laughs>
0: we're we're both on we're either on the same page or so drastically off the same page that I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, y- you go first. Okay.
1: So the week prior um, Mm -hmm. to to COVID and all that, the company shut down for a week, but in order to allow employees who had vacation time and wanted to use it, they had to to technically declare it a layoff, which meant you could use your vacation time for the week and still get paid, or you could keep your vacation and use unemployment, but in order for people to be able to use unemployment and not vacation, they had to declare it a layoff. Which oh, fine. God. I understand how that works. So, a news article came out um, a week and a couple days after that happened, and I got yeah. back to work, and everyone was like, Brandon, did you say, oh, oh, oh my God, because they said the company's name and the exact number of employees that we had in a layoff. And it was like, I had to, like, explain to like, no, like, listen, they're talking about it in the past tense. That's for last week. But, like, people <laughs> were freaking out because no one said anything about it. And then just a news article is like, wait, we got laid off. Yeah.
0: Oh, God. People were freaking the, out. And I was like, no, the,
1: that's no.
0: We had been we were laid off stealthily and we're not getting paid anymore. But no one told us because they're they're crafty up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. That also might be skirting the the edge of legality.
1: Oh, we get a lot of letters um saying how we're technically doing everything legally. We're doing the legal minimum.
0: Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. The Well, that's capitalism. Mm-hmm. Capitalism by definition is the legal minimum. Yeah. <laughs> cuz if you do anything other than legal minimum you're uh you're hurting your bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally a fact. Mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> I hate the society in which we live.
1: That's the spirit. He said he said while staring into the distance through his ceiling.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: You're like, I hate the world uh, we live in with a giant smile and a thousand yard stare through your ceiling.
0: (sighs) Yeah, well, actually, I'm really looking at my I'm looking at my Transformers up there because that's such a even though it's a a world of constant war, Mm -hmm. at the least there's giant robots. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I, I saw a post by somebody saying that we're like distinctly on the Star Trek timeline right now.
1: I don't even know what that means.
0: So around this time in the Star Trek universe, roughly, uh, Mad Max times happened oh, on Earth, okay, because society destabilized, and then the the warp drive was made, and all that stuff, and it was it attracted the Vulcans, and yada yada yada. Uh, then bravely go yada, blah 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 blah. Um, but. Someone someone was, like, very excited about it and talking about, like, oh, there's a chance that we could actually see Vulcans. <laughs> I don't know if they were being serious or being sarcastic. <laughs> Mainly because my sarcasm meter and my serious meter has been completely thrown in the trash can these past couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I don't interact with basically anyone anymore.
1: I, I kind of like the working... Every other day. Do I have to turn this thing? I think I might have to change my sensitivity a little bit. There we go. Yeah, I like working every other day. Um, because I got some, like, free face masks. I got... Mm-hmm. Um, someone just brought me eggs from their chicken. But I was only half paying a ch- a- attention when they said that. Because um, I asked some questions and then zoned out a little bit. So, uh, they're either chicken eggs, turkey eggs, or duck eggs. Or a blend of all three. Okay. Um, but... I got free eggs, and I like me some eggs. Some snake eggs. Scrambled. Scra- raccoon eggs.
0: Raccoon eggs, yes, because raccoons are known for their leg- egg-laying skills. They are. They super are. Um, I just want to say for a second. Yes? That is the most Woodstock thing I've ever heard you say about your job.
1: We had a peacock. Yeah? Yeah. So There's a lot of Woodstocky well, stuff that happens, like... People yeah, just I know, bring but... eggs. Sometimes there's like a loose peacock. Now, for those who don't know, peacocks, not native, not a native animal. Oh, no. No, they're super not endemic. Yeah. So you'll just hear, they also sound weird. So you'll hear like, <laughs> outside, you know, you'll be like, what the fuck? And then lean out the window and there's just a peacock chilling right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, peacocks, peacocks kind of own wherever they are. Yeah. They're that kind of bird. They're mouthy. They're the Karen
1: of birds. The Karen of Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Are
0: they breaking quarantine? I no. mean.
1: Also, to, just because she listened I have to point out, Karen is a meme about a, a, a person <laughs> who has, like, can I speak to your manager hair? I'm not talking about my mom.
0: <laughs> I didn't even think of that, Brandon. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> have to to preface Feel that like one. i had to clarify a little bit oh i'm sorry that actually killed me i'm dead now <laughs> all right podcast over i'm gonna i'm gonna just go play some magic
1: with your new godzilla Korea. decks
0: yeah i i fucking love akoria a lot um i've done two sealed events already and i've been playing brawl with the the new godzilla commanders and i love it uh I, I was playing with the red green so Gruul, um, Brawl deck using the Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I absolutely love that deck. Um, very fun. I there was a moment where I had like, like, fifteen cards on like monsters on the field, and uh, I I top deck of destinyed the card that I needed to win. Nice. And the person didn't realize it. And it was just like they were doing like all the math and they then it was just like, No, nope, I win. I yeah. just won. <laughs> That's the best
1: it's the best when you like you top deck exactly what you need and you know the other person is just looking at the field like trying like really strategically trying to math everything out and they're like, All right, like you can tell like they think they're feeling a little confident given the situation, and then you just throw down the nope card.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh there was a there was a nope okay. So there's a new f- mechanic. So remember remember unstable? Yes. So in unstable they had the evolve mechanic or mutate. not mutate um
1: it might have been mutation the the It the was octa- it was augmentation two different cards together. It was augmentation, augmentation. Yeah.
0: So you could have like a robot shark kitty or whatever yeah, that Yeah, kind of a kitten was. snake. Kitten snake. Um so they basically made that a thing in real magic go on it's called mutate now yes and you have to pay a summoning cost to do it Mm -hmm. um which is actually really not that different from the mechanic in uh the mechanic in um unstable uh, unstable actually actually it's a lot more powerful than unstable but whatever um and it's caused some really funny shit to happen yes um so in blue, there's a, a spell that bounces to your hand. Because, of mm. course, blue has a, a bounce to your hand spell. Uh, this is really great to people who are not listening to, who don't play magic. Oh, yeah. If you don't um, play magic, um, just skip forward probably like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's not, it's not going to be that much longer. Uh, but I had mutated a bunch of cards. Mm-hmm. And somebody bounced my mutation. And I'm just like... You don't understand how that works, do you? Because they bounced the mutation, and I had all the cards back in my hand, and I just summoned them all back to the field in a better combination, and I just won the game. <laughs> so, uh read your cards, people.
1: Yeah, if someone has to play based off what they draw, and then you bounce their hand back, but it's all mutation, you're giving them the opportunity that they didn't have before, it. which is to do it again, but better.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. You're giving, you're giving people a chance to, to do something better and you're not screwing up their tempo because they already have a Mothra on the field. Yeah, like, if um, there's
1: combos going on, don't bounce them all back because if they played them, they'd have played them based off whatever the deck gave them. Now you're giving
0: them the chance to optimize the combo. Basically. Yeah. There is There are circumstances where that, that doesn't fly, but, True. like, if it's a token, bounce that token. Bounce it. It disappears. Um... Anywho, uh, this has been a podcast nothing about magic. Although, well, I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Have we ever covered any... Well, I guess the Loveland Frogmen had magic.
1: Uh, True, yeah, yeah. They, there's Kinda. the thing about them having wands. Um,
0: did we... Did we do, how much magic stuff have we done on this podcast? I feel like we haven't done that much.
1: I don't think we've really done any outside of maybe episode 1 red cats there might have been a ritual that villagers had to go through to like build a chain mm. or there's some like devil wizard that like made this goblin immortal
0: yeah there's some yeah. kind of I, just, I,
1: re- I remember a chant and a ritual well there was
0: well the, the the chain was it was a chain of like a hollow chain filled with sand yeah if my memory is correct yeah we don't really do magic that often mm. hmm. maybe we should do some more magic i don't know we can. I don't know any magic. Oh, the kappa cryptids. had magic. Oh kappa yeah, had kappa had magic. Yep. Kappa had magic. Kappa had magic. Fairies had magic. Yeah, fairies. a lot of our early fairies are you know Explicitly magical. You know what? A lot of our earlier stuff was pretty magical. Yeah, true. Looking at this, looking at this, we had a lot more magic earlier on. I don't know what happened to the magic in this show, Brandon. It's just gone. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, this is a show about uh, cryptids, paranormal. Weird stuff that goes bump in the night. Uh, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And this week's weird thing was first sighted in 1978. 1978. Can't even right. read what I wrote. It's a pretty uh, new. It's region. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think that's pretty. Is that new for me? No, well, that's, the, that's, that's around actually pretty you, late for the me. Yeah, it's around my. Know. It's that's around my general A lot of the stuff I do. Yeah, uh, the taxonomy is alien because I don't really. It's not. It, it's not a taxonomical classification. So by al- it's a f-
1: alien, do you means like actual like beep beep boop boop? We come for your butt aliens, or are you talking alien as in like it's atypical to the point that you can't really describe
0: it properly? I'd say more beep boop beep. Okay. Nuts and bolts. Okay. Nuts and bolts alien. Uh, its region was Italy. Brandon, if you guess this. You are a black wizard because I have never heard of this before. I found it. I found this, Brandon, I found this accidentally um, because I was looking for something to top Jeff, which I didn't do. I'm just going to I'm going to tell you right now. Jeff remains the the goat of Cryptopedia yeah. as a rule, because Jeff is my favorite thing mm-hmm. that I've ever learned about. <laughs> He's,
1: you had a moment when you learned about that song. That was pretty amazing.
0: Jeff is my favorite, I'm going to say this now, Jeff is my favorite cryptid.
1: There's no doubt in my mind. That's fair. He's at least the cryptid with the best quotes.
0: Yes. He is, he is my uh, reason to try for this podcast now. His existence, his existence has just inspired me to find another existence that is at least as funny as him. He is the eighth wonder. He is the eighth wonder, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking for the ninth. This is not the ninth. So Brandon, what do you think this is?
1: So, given off alien in Italy, mm-hmm. and yep. the greys are aliens. I'm gonna say this is the Grigio, which is Italian for gray.
0: Now we're we're dealing more in reptilians and injured cold types this week. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so
1: the queen, that time the queen went to Italy because we all know she is a lizard person.
0: Everyone's a lizard person. Um, no, it's that's not it. Uh, this week, we're going to be covering the abductions, abductions of Piers and Fredda. Oh, now, okay. Now, fun story behind this. This is the third topic I found for this week. Um, And the first one was Russian. The second one was Japanese. And the third one is Italian. So for whatever reason, I couldn't find a thing with English sources to save my life.
1: Ah, uh, fair. That's why we're going to have a lot fewer um, foreign language speaking uh, monsters. Yeah. Because I've also so, tried to find a lot of, like, foreign stuff, and I'm like, well, I can't read any of this.
0: There are some things that are so good and I want to talk about, but I can't. I got lucky on this one because I found an article. So... Um... One sec.
1: Like, there's somewhere. I've heard, like, a paragraph in English, and I'm like, that's fucking amazing. I go to websites, and there's pages and pages. Like, it's a goldmine, but none of it's in English. And you can't just do, say, uh, translate page, because that's never worked ever for
0: anyone, ever. No. No. And, and for something that we're talking for an hour and a half, I, I don't really want to go off a of Google Translate yeah, for an hour exactly. and a half. <laughs> um, so for this week's episode... I could only find credulous sources Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's originally Italian, uh, and none of my usual skeptical sources wrote about it. Uh, Probably because... And here's the reasoning. Probably because it has all the same normal problems that alien abduction stories have. Oh, that none of them actually happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So it appears that that all of these originate from a 2010 article, which I think actually was... Okay, so I found multiple uh, copyrights dates for this, but 2010 was the one that I found. Okay. Called the Zanfretta Alien Abductions, Italy. In in parentheses. Uh, on the now defunct American Monsters website. I found it through a Wayback Machine thing because the oh. American Monsters site is dead. Is it Also, dead? yeah, yeah. Uh, also, this is not an American monster. No, explicitly. Explicitly not. So- Whatever. So let's go in our way back machine. Way way back. Actually, I guess it would have to be a TARDIS because we don't want to go. We don't want to go way back into the same location. We want to go time and relative dimensions and space. Um, <laughs>
1: but isn't uh, it less safe to use a TARDIS? Because the whole like joke of the TARDIS is that it just it doesn't take you to the right spot.
0: Well, no. The that's the joke of the Doctor's ha- Tardis, ha- Tardis. Oh, uh, gotcha. His 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 Tardis was a a broken down piece of junk.
1: Yeah, that's why it always looks like a police box. Is because um, the camouflage got broken, so it always displays mm-hmm. as a police box. And that's definitely not due to budget restrictions. Way back when the show started.
0: No, no, in the the fact that they could get their hands on a police box for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. No, no, that has that has nothing to do with that particular narrative element um so anywho this takes place in i'm gonna mispronounce every single italian word oh i got you just to let you know uh i'm italian i know all of them you're the least italian human i know the most italian brandon if i put you and our friend nick in the same room and you make contact with each other, because of the the level of Italian that Nick is and the level of not Italian you are, it would cause an explosion as though matter and antimatter connected.
1: He literally just posted something the other day. He is drinking grappa and making charcuterie with his Italian grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) Listen,
0: listen, I love Nick, but he is the (laughs) most Italian man I know. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's no, that's no dig. That's just a a fact. Um, so this takes place in Torriglia, Tor, Tor, T-O-R-R-I-G-L-I-A, Italy. You didn't move your hands Uh, enough. I'm not Italian. I, I'm a lot of things. Italian is like the only thing I'm not. Torriglia. Yeah, that's, that's it. I'm going to assume that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just going to call it Toregula. Toregula. I am, listen, I am super, super bad at... You just made me do a spit take with rice. <laughs> I know, it's very funny. <laughs> you know, while I was writing this, I didn't, I, I, I practiced every other word, but the first Italian word that shows up in this 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 script. So, on December 6th, this this, is, this takes place December 6th, 1978. On an early December morning, Piers and Freda, a private security guard, age 26 and father of two, uh, was driving to a client's house, and I'm assuming basically the way that these private security guards worked is they were like house sitters where they would drive out to a place, make sure nothing bad was happening on the site.
1: That makes sense. Like you go on vacation leave. for a while and then you hire a yeah. guy like, hey, come make sure everything's fine
0: yeah like i'm I'm assuming that's what they are uh it's a little weird to me because i don't think i don't know of that existing in the united states because i feel like that's cops
1: yeah like there's cops and then house sitting for when you go away or at least the function that yeah. it seems like he's carrying out is something you hire someone you kind of kind of know to like go take
0: care yeah. of your house except they don't know the people don't know this guy at all yeah, is my assumption. No, so, I've
1: done house sitting before. From when I worked at at the farm stand, where like yeah. there just someone would be like, "Hey, I'm going on vacation for a while. My house is only like three blocks over. You work here. Do you want to just? Can I give you my house keys and and leave envelopes of money for you?" <laughs> it's like one. Yes, I know I'm not not a shady person,
0: but you don't know me. I'm a cashier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you know they know that you're around money. Yeah, I guess. That's that's the only thing. Also also you you worked You worked in Stone Ridge, Brandon.
1: Yeah, that's true, but I was also a teenager. Yes. But you worked in Stone Ridge. I wouldn't hire a random teenager to to come into my home.
0: Do you live in Stone Ridge? No. There you go. <laughs> no, you live in Brandon, you live in Kingston. Yeah. If you did that in Kingston, you're a moron. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so While he was driving to the house, all the electrical systems in his car died simultaneously, basically as he was pulling up to the house. Um, It was at this time, Zanfretta witnessed four beams of light moving in his client's garden. Assuming they were thieves, and taking into account that security guards are basically the same everywhere. He opened fire. (laughs) No, wait, wait, wait. Wait. (laughs) You're so close. You're so close. It's so funny. Oh, no. He took his revolver and a flashlight and began to sneak up on the potential burglars because that's the thing to do. Can you sneak up with a flashlight? Uh, I don't think so. But what I'm going to say is you don't... If you're if you're a, secu- a private security guard, mm-hmm. you're you're not exactly like, you don't exactly have a license to kill. I mean, tell that to Blackwater. Well, listen, Dick Cheney has had a lot of heart attacks, so they just give him that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, fuck Blackwater. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't think they're around anymore. I think they changed names, like same company and they, everything. I think they just had to yeah, change their well, name because they had bad press. Well,
0: well yeah, because that's exactly what happened to the the uh, healthcare thing around us. They've changed names like four times now. I think they're they were Mount Kisco at one point. I think they're HealthQuest now.
1: Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've changed their name so many times because they've gotten they've gotten malpractice suits so many times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what you do is you just change your name. And nothing yeah. else. Uh, also, if you're if you were wondering, Blackwater is now called Academy. I knew it. I knew they changed their name. Yeah, yeah 20, 2011. So, yeah. Um. Anywho, so while creeping along the rock wall, Zenfreda was about to surprise the burglars, which, as I'm, uh, was completely insane because in none of the article that I see that he had called this into a radio operator. So he's he's sneaking up on presumably four burglars, one person and hasn't radioed this in. Uh, I don't care who you are. I value my life too much to try and sneak up on four humans.
1: Yeah, but he has a revolver so he's got more than four bullets John. don't what don't you understand? that's how math works?
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. I forgot that's how math works. Yeah. Um, Four and I forgot six that. Shots.
1: Listen, you don't have to call it in unless there's seven people.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess he might have watched a few too many action movies. There, there were that. that this was like the the era of the super cop action movie, wasn't it? The seventies. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. So and spaghetti
1: westerns. Everyone sliding across the hoods of their cars. Everybody, mm-hmm. which I've tried to oh. do before. Not as easy as it looks. No, it's not. And it's bad for your car. I mean, who, I, let me rephrase that. I practiced that on cars. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs>
0: not, not my cars. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but you know this guy totally, you, you know that he totally uh, slid across the, the hood of a car. Oh, yeah. Listen, that's why was, his, his back pockets
1: are filled with Vaseline.
0: There was there was no no reasonable reason for him to do it, but he did it. No, because exactly. He's a he's a man. He's a man who's sneaking up on four people with a loaded revolver. You know what and a flashlight. he did?
1: He slid across the hood of the car, then had to walk back around the car because he was already
0: on the right side of the car to begin with. Correct. <laughs> he totally was. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. So, while sneaking. He suddenly, suddenly felt
1: someone touch his shoulder. When I sneak, I like to have someone with a violin just pluck strings behind me so I sound like I sneak in a cartoon.
0: Fair. Fair. You hire people for that. Yes, I have a violin. I, be... I do it myself. Oh. I, I feel like, well, but here's the thing. You can't do it yourself. Someone, You have to have someone else do it. Because you had to have someone else there, because the joke is when the camera pans out, there's someone, like, walking normally behind you, plinking on the violin.
1: (laughs) I like the idea of self-sabotage sneaking, where someone's carrying their... and plucking their own violin
0: while trying... and someone just turns to, like, I can hear you. (laughs) No, you can't. I'm playing the violin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Legally, legally, when I'm plucking this violin, you can't hear me.
1: The pizzicato is silent, as far as you're concerned.
0: Legally, I... And he pulled out his violin.
1: What? Uh, that's, that's how sneaking sounds. Listen, listen, you're, like you're you're at the ATM. You just put in your PIN number, and all he hears—that's how you know I'm behind you. But you're not allowed. Mm-hmm. Legally, you can't turn around because I have the violin. You can't. You
0: well, can't. That's how it works. You can't. Yeah. You're also invisible in the in the mirror. Exactly. It's. We've been looking for invi- uh, invisibility cloaks. We had it all along. It was just a strut of Arius. What do you call an Italian vampire? Uh,
1: that's a good question. Regula?
0: Ragula? Yeah. Like, like ragu. The so sauce. turning to meet his personal space invader, <laughs> Zenfreda. <laughs> I felt very proud about this, this pun. Zenfreda met face to face with what some might call a literal space invader. Oh, John. I was proud of that. We just had like back-to-back dad jokes. I know. It was bad. <laughs> I I had to I had to cut your dad joke off with another one. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a cat dad joke. Yes. Yes. Because my little assholes. <laughs> Before
1: we finish the sentence. Finish the sentence cuz you get to say my li- cuz so far out of context, you could be talking about Your medical condition.
0: Oh, oh, yes, yes, I am, I am. I wasn't going to say anything else. (laughs) Um, Anywho, so the entity was described as an enormous green, ugly, and frightful creature, much like my assholes, uh, with undulating skin, as though he were very fat or dressed in a loose gray tunic no less than 10 feet tall. Later, Zanfretta would punch up his description. They were hairy, had greenish skin, round fingertips, which is the weirdest thing. Like, that's such a weird description to me. I mean, I assume like, that. I, I, It's such, like, a thing that's like, why would you do that? Human beings assume rounded fingertips. Unless you mean no nails. I, I don't know. Um, then say no nails, but whatever. Uh, they had triangular red, yellow eyes and red veins across their foreheads supposedly they also had a rebreather like device in their mouths however the reporting appears to the that ah, according in the reporting it appears that this resurfaced under the influence of hypnotic regression oh good oh yes yes it's very good Brandon I hope you're ready uh, and there's a picture of uh our friend right there also I
1: don't think like I don't I really don't know the answer to this but I don't think rebreathers are a thing. I think that's like a James Bond thing. You can't rebreathe your own oxygen. they've little canisters where well, you can breathe O2 so like out of a little canister for a while underwater and hold that yeah. in your mouth. But I don't think like a standalone well, rebreather for an indefinite amount of time. I don't think that's I don't think that's
0: It's a thing. not real. It's not real in real life. So like if we're if we're talking, so let's say that they need uh I don't know. What is a like a chlorine-based atmosphere? I don't know, just because there's less chlorine in our, our mm-hmm. air than oxygen. Um, so let's say they need a chlorine-based ac- atmosphere. There's no way that you're going to be able to synthesize a chlorine-based atmosphere from a small rebreather. It's just not going to happen because unless you're doing, like, literal alchemy... Yeah, that's why you need the big like, tanks,
1: right? Because the whole thing is, like, a rebreather would reuse whatever you're exhaling and, like, turn it back and something Yeah. But the fact that you breathe it in, that's because your body's using it, and then it's going to process it, and therefore whatever you breathe yeah. out won't have it anymore. So I don't think yes. that's a thing. I don't know, because well, I've never looked at them. I've only ever seen them in James Bond. And I'm like, well, James I, Bond isn't...
0: I, I think I think that conceptually, if you're exhaling carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. conceptually, if you could split the ionic bonds between the carbon and the oxygen molecule... And somehow manage to make oxygen afterwards and not make just a bunch of free carbon and oxygen elements. Uh, you could hypothetically do it. But I think that the energy required... We, we, well,
1: yeah, there's the energy requirement. But also we yeah. breathe mostly nitrogen. And then oxygen yeah. we use, but that, that that's what our, our blood carries. But that's not primarily what we're breathing in. And then what you exhale it's... is the CO2 because that's how you get that out of your body
0: and out of your blood is... Well, because it's by yeah. it's, it's by bind, it binds carbon and all. Yeah, this this is not neither of us are experts on breathing. No, I want to point no. out. Um, I will say this, though. Actually, I, I am. The, I've
1: been breathing for most of my life.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think I've been doing it pretty good, too. Well, not good, but I've been doing it. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I will say this. When I was thinking about this, I wasn't thinking of the James Bond ones. I was thinking of the ones from uh the Phantom Menace that oh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon knew. they used. have to swim
1: over? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like the idea of that better because in my headcanon, they're basically breaking down the water molecules into oxygen. Yeah, with all that weird like a long time ago but it's also the future uh tech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, basically basically whatever these things are doing is they're they're operating under Star Wars Star Wars rules, basically. Okay. Uh, that that's all I know. They're 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 Star Wars rules. They're um, Star
1: they're prequel rules, so there's a difference.
0: Uh nope. What? Nope. What? <laughs> hey, listen, Wait. listen. There's a Bacta tank that that Luke goes into in Empire, and it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. There's a Bacta tank that Luke goes into in Empire. You don't remember the tank? I don't remember Luke being submerged. Oh, Brandon. Brandon, you have to see the Luke Skywalker diaper. What? You've never seen Luke Skywalker's diaper?
1: Luke Skywalker diaper.
0: Why? Oh, there's a, I don't just Re- open the thing i sent you open the thing i sent you why don't it's i back- remember this i don't know like i remember that very very vividly because i was like why is this a thing i, I for real don't re- recall this oh really geez. yeah really yeah uh i don't remember exactly i think I think it was... There's
1: a deviant art that someone put Kylo Ren into the back of the tank. Well, there's a lot of
0: that. Uh, what was... When, when, when did that happen in the movie? Um. Ah, oh, shoot. It was... One sec. I'm watching a... This is useless. Oh, this is, this is absolutely useless. I think if my memory is correct... He was in... Yeah, he was in the... Oh... Now I remember. So, remember how in um, Empire, it starts off with a tauntaun? Yeah. And the wampa? Yes. Yeah. So, it's after he gets back from that endeavor, he's placed in the back to tank to heal. Because he experienced hypothermia.
1: Yeah, because he was doing so bad. I don't remember that. I remember, like, he cuts the thing open, he sleeps in the tum-tum like everybody wants to do. But then...
0: I thought they smelled, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's, that's super a thing. Huh. I can't believe I don't recall that. I can't believe you can't recall either. That, that's like burned into my memory. Also because every Star Wars game after it has used Bacta, like Bacta tanks as the healing item instead of like uh, med kits. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why. It's because of that scene in uh, Empire. Interesting. Yep. Huh. Um, It's actually important that you know that because that's going to come up in a second, too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, stunned by the sight of the reptilian entity, Zanfretta dropped his flashlight in terror, somehow managed to retrieve the light, and then sprinted to his car. While approaching his car, he reported a brilliant light emanated by a massive triangular shape ascending with a hiss from behind the client's house. The security guard then felt a searing wave of heat as he struggled to enter this car where he would call his company's dispatch, which honestly he should have done from the start. Yeah. Carlo. Yeah. Yeah. So Carlo Toccolino, a radio operator at Zanfretta's company reported that Zanfretta called at 1215 AM and was speaking in a confused and agitated fashion. When asked for a description of his assailants, Zanfreda's response was only, "No, they aren't men. They aren't men. My god, they are ugly." My god, are they ugly? But in Italian, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, um, again he just said it but moved his hands more. And I mean, don't ju- he's just being mean right now. Like they didn't do anything well, to he's, him. He's just saying they're
0: ugly. Yeah, he's he's not he's he's prejudging them without really getting to know them yeah, yet. Yeah, don't body shame the alien. No, he's he's definitely body shaming them. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, Carlo loses contact and gets another patrol of two men. And I want to point out here, it's two men from the security company, Brandon. Not cops, from the security company. So I think, I'm, I couldn't figure this out, but I think the way that law enforcement works in Italy is different.
1: It's Yeah, it works by you just declare yourself law enforcement.
0: I, yeah, they're basically all who- Pinkertons. Um, so they send a patrol two men to check up on him. However, due to icy conditions that night, because it was a December night, remember, mm-hmm. uh, it takes an hour for them to reach the site and find Zanfreda lying prone on the ground in front of the house. Fearful of the other officers, Zanfretta leapt to his feet and pointed his flashlight and pistol at them. Wait. Oh, God. So somehow, the two men were able to calm him down, and curiously, Zanfretta's clothes were still warm, despite being in the cold. The Italian military police were called to investigate, which, honestly, to me, that's like, whoa. You went from security guards, you basically went from rent-a-cops to the military police. That's kind of wild. Yeah,
1: also, if his clothes are still warm, do you think
0: he was waiting in his car until
1: he heard another car coming, and he's like, I have to run outside and lay down. And then just, like, that, went down.
0: You're not allowed to do fake Italian accents anymore. Why? It's banned. No, they're so good. Listen, I'm... It's 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 canceled. You also didn't use your hands properly? They were off camera. By your own metrics. They're... Oh, okay, okay. God damn it. Um, so, they inspected the site and found two distinct markings in the frost-covered ground measuring about nine feet in diameter, and were shaped like horseshoes. Uh, I couldn't find a good picture of those, but supposedly it exists. Okay. <laughs> I'll um, take a word for it. Yeah. Reportedly, 52 residents of that town I can't pronounce the name of uh, reported seeing the UFO's light, and uh, the commandant of the Zenfreda station, Antonio Nucci, Fully believed his guard experience and is quoted as saying the following. I can say with certainty that he is a clear-thinking man with no strange fantasies in his head. When we went to investigate the scene the next day, he almost didn't want to come. He was so scared. Only something exceptional could have frightened him so. So, could it also
1: just be drugs? Because he sounds kind of like he could be coming off of something.
0: It does, and it it's going to sound more and more like drugs as we read this.
1: Oh, are we? Good.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to sound... Y- you'll see. You'll see. So, before moving on... Yes. ...to the next encounter, I should note something. At this point, the American Monster site describes the aliens as reptoids. Which is new to me, because I've really only ever heard them described as reptilians. However, <laughs> when I was Googling reptoid out of curiosity... I found, about, found out about the Reptoid Research Center, which huh. looks amazing. And Brandon, why don't you click on that link? Oh, uh, all right.
1: Let's see. Reptoid Research Center.
0: I hope it's a real. Oh, I
1: love this website, though.
0: Oh, it's very good. It's, it's a very, very good website. Um, I was going to pass on this at first. There's a lot of text that is green. Yeah, I was going to just take this as it was and then, like, just plug that picture into the into the episode notes. Um, but then I read the mission statement. Yeah. In our quest to answer the age-old question, are we alone? We've been conditioned to search space for aliens and ETs. This, in, in italics, is a classical magician's distraction! Exclamation point. Instead of looking for the Other than human, all hyphenated for some reason, intelligent life off our planet, we should instead be searching Earth's many thousands of miles of underground tunnels, caverns, and cave systems. Scientists have recently updated their Identify Animal Species listing to a total of 1.2 million, and the predicted total species list to 8.7 million. That means we have yet to encounter the other 86% majority of life forms with which we share our tiny blue planet our underworld is where we will one day discover various species of earth evolved intelligent beings that we have been mistakenly calling aliens and actual visiting et bases of operations crypto hunter john rhodes
1: <laughs> oh that is good oh there's a button that says who is john rhodes He's the world's foremost authority on reptilian humanoids. I mean, it's, it, we can stop at the first comma, John. He's the world's foremost authority on reptilian humanoids. So who will know any better than him?
0: I, I mean, you're right. You're right. I...
1: Also, I, uh... I went to my 23 me because I did do the Ancestry thing, and I, I just screenshotted because I was going to be like, see, I can do Italian accents because I'm part Italian. No. I'm 0.0% 0. No. 0. Italian. I have none <laughs> of it. None of it.
0: Brandon, that's almost a statistical anomaly. <laughs> I know.
1: That's why I'm saying so excited. He like, wait, how does th- none? Like, how is there none?
0: <laughs> that's like nearly that's, – that's so like for a – individual who originated from a european nation like you're 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 super white oh yeah no
1: i'm uh, oh, oh, oh let me go back like click on this button real quick um uh, uh oh i went one too far need that kind of detailed breakdown i am 90 uh something uh i'm like 94 percent completely white now, they break out the different kinds of white into all... That's why it took me a second to do the math. <laughs> because they break it into, like, 30 different kinds of white. So, I'm, like, 30 different kinds of white. Um, but, yeah. So, the le- the, the, the like the breakdown is, I'm for listeners, 49% Eastern European, 27% French and German. And all of these have, like, 30 other frickin' countries and, you know, whatever. But it all adds up to, I'm all white. And then the last 4.6% is Ashkenazi Jewish.
0: It's still pretty white.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm. Some would say that I'm a hundred percent white.
0: Because <laughs> Ashkenazi Jew, Jews were just uh, white people who were converted to Jew, Judaism. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. all white. They're not. They're not from the the, the biblical. You can't drink uh, me. You will die. Yeah, yeah. Um. Now, Brandon, here's the other. Here's the question I have for you. Yeah. How white do you think John Rhodes is? <laughs> John Rhodes, the man the man, the myth the legend the crypto hunter John Rhodes because I've seen his uh I, I clicked on his 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 Twitter and uh he's pretty I'm gonna say very white
1: I'll say on a scale of uh one to ten he is Elmer's glue um and that's fair, because his fair. parents last named
0: uh they're named after the ice cream Rocky Rhodes yeah hmm. isn't Rocky Road not white though? I actually yeah but what? it's ice cream. Is that Yeah, Rocky Road is not it's also spelt different.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, fine, Randy Rhodes. Wait, I mean Roads is the name guitar?
0: I don't know, but the the name of the name of a place in Italy is Roads. Connections, coincidences. Ooh, what does that mean? Nothing. Literally nothing. So <laughs> Yeah, that that was a website I found. I, I there's a lot of uh, alien stuff. Alien stuff is a dangerous path. Yeah. So at this point, a reporter, Reno Di Stefano, uh, the source of this week's art, some of the artwork I found this week, so the the picture of the aliens above I found on his website, um, enters the story. He believes in Freda and established a working relationship with him. Reportedly. At this point, Zenfredo was starting to suffer from his account, as literally almost every abductee does. Uh, People call me on the phone at all hours just to play jokes on me. I don't know what it was that I saw, but I saw, and I'm not a liar. If I could have, I I wouldn't have reported my experiences now that I see the consequences. So I kind of feel bad for him at this point um, because this seems to be a fairly common trend amongst abductees where uh the like reporters come out of the woodwork people come to like mess with them it it happens in cryptid sightings all the time too um just just don't bother people <laughs> <laughs> listeners don't bother people i mean i don't think i have to talk to you talk to our listeners about that cuz i feel like i feel like if you are listening to this podcast you either know us which means you probably have severe social anxiety uh huh or you have social anxiety by default because you're listening to a podcast about cryptids. That's not a that's not a dig at you. I have social anxiety. I'm just saying I feel like there's a Venn diagram here. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks an awful lot like a sol- a circle. <laughs> um so at this point, DeStefano convinced Sanfreda to undergo hypnotic regression on Perfect. December 23rd, 1978. I'm not going to talk about all the problems with hypnotic regression, uh, but I will say I philosophically disagree with it conceptually because it is most likely implanting false memories and the the notion of memory is already so tenuous um, that ethically I feel as though anyone who's attempting to mess with someone's uh, memories is not a good person. Oh, no, and I think outright. some of them aren't even aware that they're doing that. No, no, they're not. There are people who are legitimately believing what they're doing, but the problem is you can very easily screw up someone's, like, memory by doing a hypnotic regression and creating false memories, and then those false memories become stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think there was some research on it. I didn't look into it too much just because it's one of those things that I've, I've heard about a lot. When uh, listening to podcasts about this or reading articles about this and just hypnotic aggression generally is a red flag um, just as a rule of thumb. So the session was held in nearby Genoa and performed by Dr. Mauro Moretti Moretti. yeah, that's it. Uh, during the sessions, Zeretta claimed to have recalled that he was in fact abducted by the aliens and that he had, they had transported him to a hot location where they examined and interrogated him. While they did not speak Italian, they did have a a device to translate their speech. During the interrogation, they revealed that they came from the planet Titonia, located in the third galaxy, and that they want to talk with us and that they will soon return in larger numbers. So I will point out right here, this is directly conflicting with John Rhodes' hypothesis that Mm -hmm. reptilians are uh, terrestrial, evolved creatures. So I'm curious as to what John Rhodes sentiment is on this case. Now that Who I'm thinking really about knows? <laughs> it. He probably has emotions about it. Like I almost guarantee this that that man has emotions about uh mm-hmm. the Zenfreda case. So um while not an invasion force, the creatures did return to accost Zenfreda on the 26th of December. It was 11:45 p.m. Zenfreda was driving his patrol car through a tunnel near the Scopero Pass, when he suddenly lost control of the vehicle. Now, Brandon. Yes. When I say lost control of the vehicle, what do you think happened? Um, so there's... Uh, I'm picturing a barrel roll. A barrel roll? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're completely wrong. He oh. didn't spin out. He didn't do a barrel roll. Rather, he was no longer able to control the car
1: i <clears throat> sorry. It was, wait. Driving,
0: <clears throat> it was driving autonomously. Oh, God.
1: An autonomous automobile.
0: Yes. Oh. It was driving as though radio controlled.
1: Oh, God.
0: I had to read that paragraph like five times to realize what was happening. <laughs> because my brain just was not prepared for that. Uh, the radio operator said Zanfretta spoke in a controlled voice. The car has stopped. Oh, wait, wait, I skipped some stuff. Um, So he reported the anomalous behavior over radio while attempting to correct it to no avail. Like a comedy movie, the car came to a sudden stop. And I think he actually, like, hit his face. Because, of course, he did. Uh, And it was bathed in a white light. The radio operator said Zenfreda spoke in a controlled voice. The car has stopped. I saw a bright light. Now I'm getting out. Zenfretta was found at 1.10 a.m. in a field near the road, dry and warm, despite the downpour that night. He was apparently in a state of shock. They say I must leave with him. What about my children? I don't want to. I don't want to. Once again, the military police were called, and despite being left behind in the cold rain, the car was still warm to the touch, now the, like the, like, as though it were in the sunlight, um, and the interior was hot as an oven. The car was also surrounded by large footprints, measuring 20 inches in length and 8 inches in width. To my knowledge, there exists no photographic evidence of these prints. Uh, the article described them as Bigfoot-like. Additionally, Zanfretta's revolver, which is a 38 Special, because I feel like, because of by course. law, I feel like, by law, if it's a paranormal case in the 70s, a 38 Special has to make an appearance at least once. By law. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it had been shot five times. However, when asked he could not recall when or at what the gun had been fired. After this event, he was examined by a neurologist Dr. Giorno Giannotti, and it was found to be sane. and there's a little link for our, uh, our what you might call it, uh, listeners, our, our, our jackalope listeners. Um, because uh, oh, of this, course. This, this of just course. reminded me. Of Why donkey did I brains.
1: not expect it to be something with Danny DeVito in it? Why well, it
0: has to be by law? We have yeah. to have Danny DeVito. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a very Donkey Brains moment to me because it's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, I I don't know. Declarations of sanity are always weird to me. <laughs> Um, once again, at the request of Reno de Stefano's and underwent hypnotherapy, hypnotic regression. And this time it was filmed. Oh, uh, there is a a YouTube, a black and white YouTube video of him being, uh, filmed doing hypnotic regression. I didn't watch all of it because I don't speak Italian and it was very boring. (laughs) Yeah. um, so I'll just distill the bits that it's I It's a really found. good,
1: tight close-up of a face.
0: Yeah, I, it's not fun. It's not fun to watch. Um, so this time, Zenfreda's story included him being stripped and forced to wear a helmet, which gave him the ability to understand their language. However, he experienced tremendous pain while doing so. Uh, meanwhile, another creature took his revolver and fired it at a panel presumably to obsess the lethality of the weapon against their kind. So, yeah, that's that's what happened that time. That's why his gun had been shot. Oh, good. I, I do feel like I feel like someone should. I don't know if it existed yet, but someone should have probably took an, taken like a swab of his hand for a gunpowder analysis. But yeah. Um, I don't that. So like a good abductee, Sanfred's story doesn't end there. Keep in mind, he's been abducted twice already. Jumping forward about half a year to July 30th, 1979, Sanfredo was doing a motorcycle patrol in a residential area of Genoa. This is about 30, 46 minutes away from the original location. This time, he disappeared and was found two hours later on a summit of nearby Mount Fass, Fassi. Once again, by fellow guards, because for whatever reason, the cops never get involved in this. Um, for some reason, the article you, I used as a source... Claim that no one saw him going off the mountain, as though it's evidence of something paranormal happening. <sighs> I get that it was a single road, but like I have a single road in front of my house, and I don't notice when people drive by all the time. Yeah, I, I just want to point that out. <laughs> like it's because you're too busy <laughs> playing magic
1: and with the transformers, with the pop music and the uh, Animal Crossing, you crazy kid. Hey,
0: listen, man, I got my birthday presents from my Animal Crossing villagers yesterday they it do that fun. they do that i've never considered
1: yeah. time travel before but maybe i don't, shall
0: well don't 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 you'd have to travel you'd have to travel like a year for you but i want the birthday presents and i know i'm not gonna,
1: i'm gonna be bored with animal crossing in probably like less than a week
0: <laughs> have you have you have you um gotten the Able sisters yet even no, I've got the the
1: those two creepos. They've got their own little nooks, cranny shop going. Timmy on. Timmy and Tommy. They've got Al Boy there. Um, I've got some hedgehog pervert that likes to hang out and sell clothes in the town square.
0: Hey, hey, that's 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 Mabel.
1: Yeah, and I got a, I got a like a kangaroo, but there's something not right with them.
0: Are you talking about Sahara? I
1: don't know. And I've got a an, is it is one an armadillo.
0: An- I don't think there's an armadillo
1: there's there's quite a few perverts lurking around town, so I'm trying to figure out I need to get more money so I can try to like separate their houses because I don't like how much they're hanging out with each other
0: Brandon (laughs) I I feel I feel terrible for your your villagers
1: (laughs) I just connected all the islands because I had like a river so I had three chunks of land so they're all just connected now
0: oh there is an armadillo I didn't know there was an armadillo, and her name's Annabelle.
1: Yeah, 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 Annabelle. Yeah, her. And then I've got this goat that all he talks about is lifting, but I think he's got some shady shit going on in his basement.
0: Brendan, I'm worried about your villagers.
1: So... Honestly, the goat, like, all the rest seem weird. He scares me the most, because I'll go out, explore other islands, I'll run to, like, marina... Some other things, and I'll be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we'll come see your island. We want travel more." And then you know what? I've seen them on multiple different islands. They've never came to mine once. I think that goat has their bodies in his basement, which is also I've got like <laughs> the way the river works. I've got right, two really big have... pieces of land and one little one, so I might move his house to that little chunkle and like isolate him from everybody else. Because maybe <laughs> then I'll get more villagers. Brandon,
0: that's not how the game works.
1: Uh, there's, there's, I have a narrative in my head of what every villager does, and really, that goat, like they're all creepy and have like they're perverts, but that goat is way worse.
0: Brandon. <laughs> I'm not going to yuck your yum and how you play Animal Crossing, but you play Animal Crossing so differently from every other human I've ever played Animal Crossing, seen play Animal Crossing. You are so paranoid of your villagers and you're just like, I don't, I don't like any em. of them. I don't trust I don't trust of them. I don't trust any of them. Those
1: fucking raccoons are creepy. They never blink. They talk at the same time and they follow you around the shop. Why do they do that? It's a cult.
0: Goddamn brother.
1: <laughs> and then the owl. I mean, he's like two into fossils.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't you go talking trash about Blathers. Blathers, what's my boy. the
1: glue holding the fossils together? Nobody should be that way.
0: What? He's horny. Are you for... talking about him sniffing glue? He's horny for fossils. Fair. I don't think there's anything wrong with being horny for fossils, man. Dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are cool, but he's like two into them i disagree anywho uh so once again zanfreda underwent hypnotic regression in which she found out that in a past life he was uh tom nook that didn't happen what that didn't happen are you I sure yeah so however this time he was injected with sodium pentothal oh nice at the International Center of Medical and Psychological Hypnosis in Milan by Professor Marco Marchisen while under the influence of the drug Zenfreda claimed to have been lifted from the ground by the alien spaceship into the alien spaceship by a green light the professor claimed no human can knowingly lie while he is under pentothal treatment so i think it is very probable that Zenfreda had these encounters so when i saw that i was just like oh god What? (laughs) Because there's a problem with sodium pentothal. Um, The application of sodium pentothal as a truth serum is commonly regarded as torture. Nice. (laughs) Because it doesn't actually force the user to tell the truth. Uh, The long and short of it is it causes the user to become more loquacious, not more truthful, meaning uh, they talk a lot more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So instead of a needle, they could just dish out margaritas.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so in the vein of torture, it results in an addled mental state that can make someone under the influence more pliable to the question askers will. In short, it's super reckless to use. Uh, but a, pro- a, prof- a professor of hypnotic regression has already well passed the limits of ethics and memory manipulation. I would love to see the ethical review board of the International Center of Medical Psychological Hypnosis in Milan because apparently it doesn't exist. Oh. Then again, this is well, but no, no, this is 79. So it's already like past the point of uh when it was when it was in vogue to be just complete monsters. Yeah. When it comes to medical research. So, yeah. Yeah. It gave me some that gave me some yucky feelings about the story <laughs> it gave you the yucks it gave me the yucks uh yeah so I get that he probably consented to the sodium pentothal, but it, it's still body autonomy and all that stuff and it, it, it it's a bunch of ethical quandaries that I I don't really want to talk about on this show because they're super downers. So Zenfreda's luck doesn't improve from there. Nearly a year from this sighting, uh, from his first sighting on December 2nd, Zenfreda had a fourth encounter at 10:30 p.m. in a suburb of Genoa. This time, four patrol guards searched for their coworker when they saw a large cloud-like object floating above them. Brandon, he has disappeared four t- uh, four times at this point. <laughs> Four times in the span of a year. I, I don't know. something Something's up.
1: I know. I'm starting to think with the clou- cloud-like object, maybe he just, like, vapes. A lot. Like, blowing cotton.
0: Yeah. The, on on the uh, the McElroy's who vapes, he's always winning. Yes. He's always winning. Um, So, two beams of light came from the cloud and illuminated the patrol cars. Uh... At which point, the engines died. Perfect. One of the guards gets out of the car and menaces the UFO with a pistol. Uh, ah, ah, picture like a grumpy old man with a cane, like, shaking. It, it's basically old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. Like, literally. Um, at which point, the lights were cut, and the UFO simply slipped away. According to reports. Oh, they were like, oh, he
1: saw us. He saw us. Quick, kill the lights. Kill the ah, lights. Oh, shit.
0: A gun? A gun? Yeah. Oh man, we're like space titanium. We gotta run. Um but bullets bullets just tear right through us. We found out when when that guy point when we used that guy's thirty eight special. We we found that one out. Um according to the report, one guard committed suicide a few months later. The article purports it as the implications like that he did it because of the implications of the event. Mm-hmm. But nobody lived that man's life but him, and I'm not gonna say that the sighting of a UFO caused a human to take their own life because that's ghoulish as fuck. Um, uh, It's not evidence of anything other than that man decided to take his own life. There's, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. And no one can pass judgment on him. Sorry. I I just get mad when people do stuff like that, but Mm. whatever. So what happened to Zenfreda that night appears to not have been reported. Um, Which is weird, because, like, he disappears and then nothing. However, the next evening, at 9.30, he had yet another encounter. While at a gas station, Zenfreda heard someone calling to him from the shadows outside the station. A tall entity with a bald, egg-shaped head, wearing a checkered suit with a steel chestplate, forcibly compelled Zenfreda to obey him. He was ordered to drive his car into a small cloud hovering above the ground. To me, that's a fog bank, but... Yeah. Huh. Uh, due to his, the apparent compulsion, he complied, and he and his car were levitated into the cloud and up into a spaceship. Nice! So, on the spaceship, Zanfretta claims to have seen a number of paranormal things, most notably a large collection of transparent cylinders filled with blue liquids. Oh. One such container contained a large frog shaped body described by the entities as an enemy of ours from the other planet. Um, (laughs) The entities at this point give him a transparent sphere with an electrically charged pyramid in order to give it to J. Allen Hynek, an infamous UFO ufologist from the United States. Apparently, (laughs) the sphere held the answers to how humans were supposed to live. But for some reason, only known to him, he hid the objects in the hills near Genoa. Okay. Why? I, I don't know. Uh, you'd think that he'd want to show it off like as like, see, I'm not crazy. He got he got distracted by all that salami. Mm. Prosciutto? No, Genoa.
1: Hmm? General salami? General salami? No, Genoa. No, that's not even a joke. That's a type of salami.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't know. I'm not very big up on my tube meats. Oh, see, I like I like the charcut the charcutes the charcuteries the charcuteries. Yeah, yeah. So white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Apparently, the aliens really loves Infreda because he would then go on to disappear once again, February Fourteenth, nineteen eighty. He was found in a state of shock and mild hypothermia, and a villager was said to have found, seen an, a UFO around the time that Zinfredo was found. At this point, his hypnotic regression was said to have gotten cryptic with him saying things such as, Question with negative answer, Tixel, You can't work out anything in a case like this. To believe or not to believe doesn't mean anything. Each thing in his own time. His voice was reportedly guttural and sometimes in an unknown language. Ha ha. Uh huh. I mean, it's almost as though at the point of getting abducted five times, he's starting to have a different outlook on the world, and maybe his hypnotic regressions are resulting in a uh his subconscious mind just coming to the forefront with the fact that he's like literally going insane because he thinks he's being abducted by aliens. Maybe. Maybe. But you know, whatever. It- it's all real. Um. So one more time, Zenfredo vanished. On August 13th, 1980. However, the entities had not made contact when he was found. At this point, his story effectively ends. I will point something out uh, that's mentioned as a footnote, and I realized this as I was reading this story to you. Um, So, on Reno Stefano's website... Yes. He has a small blurb about, like, the end of everything... Mm-hmm. And he says something that's a little bit cryptic to me. But because I don't speak Italian, I can't really do good research on this. Uh, The ending of his his write-up is, Anywho, anyhow, he got into trouble with the Italian justice and left his job as a security guard. Now, an Italian company is planning to make a movie about his adventures with the aliens. So, I'm reading that as though he got in trouble with the law. Yeah. like Which... Yeah. Uh, is kind of important in a story where a man consistently disappears like six times over the course of two years. Like, that's kind of important. That's not a footnote. Yeah, that's I like think he a- would
1: have his hands on some spice and got lost a few times.
0: Yeah, I-, I can't prove this, but that smells an awful lot like a guy who got under the influence and then just had a, ha- a habit of disappearing and showing up places. Skuma will do that to you. It reminds me of a certain event from our lives that I won't go into much detail about. I know what you're talking about. In which a man appeared in your car. I know what you're talking after about. After being disappeared for a few days. Yes. Um, <laughs> so in uh, apparently though, recent years, he has been contacted by the aliens again. Uh, but there's no details on it. Like, he wasn't abducted, but he was contacted by them, I suppose. In 1984, Rio de Stefano published the book, The Zenfreda Case, and a two-part docudrama was made for Rye TV. That's all I know about the story, and that's where it ends, basically. Uh, at the end of the day, this smells like a guy who had either a psychotic break or a drug-induced, like, fugue state. Yeah, of
1: sorts. he had like several fugue states
0: Yeah, um, th- this sounds like a man who had some form of fugue state mm-hmm. And uh, because science fiction was kind of uh inundated with aliens at this point Because, like, Star Wars had already been released at this point, right? Yeah So, um, what year not Empire Uh, 78, I want to say 77. I know that yeah. 77. Okay. I was I was off a little but um so Star Wars has already probably reached Italy at this point I'm going to assume. I think that's a fair assumption. Mm-hmm. Um so aliens are in the public unconscious at this point uh reptilian aliens cuz I think I think transocean's make an appearance in the first Star Wars movie but I don't remember. Um I hate the fact that I know what transocean's are. Is that what
1: the um Plo Koon is? what's a
0: Trandoshan? A Trandoshan is a trandoshians are uh, bosk, for example, the the bounty hunter bosk. Um he's oh, on the I got gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's two s's and a k, bosk. Uh, yeah. So they existed. They're they're in the public unconscious in some way. It's in the zeitgeist. Um, I don't know. And then then like you layer on top of it he's getting hypnotically regressed immediately after every single one of these sightings it's kind of a it's kind of a recipe for nonsense to form and not only that but the fact that like like there is the sightings of the UFOs and and people are like oh this is the most compelling case ever because yada 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 and it's like is it cuz like the fact that there were sightings of UFOs that night it doesn't necessarily indicate that this actually happened because it could l- literally just be survivorship bias in that this guy just ha- so happened to get lucky on that night where 52 people saw UFOs mm-hmm. um, and happened to have a, a UFO sighting the same night. And there's millions of other people. There's there's thousands of other people who have UFO sightings and thousands of other people who have who've been abducted in air quotes. Um, so, this is this is one of those things where it's like when people say uh people are crazier on the night of a full moon right or like hospitals are wild on the night of a full moon it's literally because you recognize it you remember it because that event happened at the same time as the normal stuff that you're dealing with that's like the whole point it's 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 the way the human mind is designed to remember things is it remembers details and then it assigns value to details that don't necessarily need to have value assigned to them it's like when when streetlights go out and you think that streetlights always go out for you streetlights go out all the time it's super common right um but you remember when it happens to you because it's an event that you don't always see it's surprising um and it it it, it interacts with a part of our brain that creates memories and all that stuff and they they're, they're this episode is at its this is at its core about memory and how memory is a pliable thing and how our understanding of memory is so poor that it can create alien abductions, I feel. But that's just my personal uh my personal takeaway from this episode. What do you think, Brandon? I think streetlights never go out. That's definitely wrong, but okay. <laughs>
1: No, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what it is. He's either... It didn't happen. Like, there's nothing... I there's there's no...
0: Like, the fact of the matter is, he claims to have physical proof, but he hid it. Yeah. And that, that's... Anytime someone says, I have the answer because I have physical proof, and then they don't show the physical proof off, that always, that always uh, smacks of... Much uh, like me.
1: the Olsen twins. You never see them together and when you do it's just one moving back and forth very quickly
0: i don't think that's how it works
1: no that is how it works okay i saw it on john
0: oliver oh got it got it he's he's the bastion of all truth um so that's all i got for this episode uh if you enjoyed the episode be sure to follow us on our website CryptopediaCast.com, our Instagram at CryptopediaCast, our Twitter at CryptopediaCast. If you want to email us with monster requests stories or anything like that, uh, be sure to send that to CryptopediaCast at gmail.com or us at CryptopediaCast.com. Uh, we have a Patreon. I think you did it last week, so I'll read off our, our Jackalopes this week. Uh, we've got Clay Sinclair, Marty Von Party, and Bird Schneider. Thanks, guys, for supporting us. Um I tried to do another light one this week because the the world is a little bit weird. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to rate review and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to us on. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's our general, our usual general plugs. Mm
1: -hmm. You could find me on Instagram at donkey underscore hands, our website well, my website is BoyerB.com. My email is Brandon at cryptopediacast.com, And my Twitter is at Crypto brandon capital C, capital B.
0: My Instagram is at mute 2067 My Twitter, which is increasingly uh, angry, is uh, at JFDunham. My website is JohnDunhamGames.com. And uh, my email is John at CryptopediaCast.com.
1: Our art was done by Tom Hill. You can find him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. Sorry, I was just trying to look at his Instagram to see what he did recently. Um, at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is greatergloryco.com, and his email is tommikehill@gmail.com. at gmail.com. As always, I'm
0: John. I'm Brandon. And things are going to get weird.